Hello and welcome to your daily dose of commentary. Today we start with the topic, was the beta version of GTA 5 better than the final release? So I've spoken before about how I believe certain decisions were made in the original version of GTA 5 to accommodate the Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3 versions of the game. And that ultimately, because they came out on those consoles, that we got shortchanged a bit in the next gen releases and the PC version. And Nick Tech, on Twitter has uh, shown some pictures that showcase that well. The beta version of GTA 5 used to have so much vegetation, which was unfortunately wiped all away in the final release due to the PS3 and Xbox 360 limitations. Most of these bushes and trees couldn't be added back in the future versions of the game because it would change the terrain significantly, so it remained the same. It's always amazing, at the same time saddening, knowing what GTA 5 could have been, but at the end of the day, we know that GTA 6 will not be so limited when it releases for PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series. I'll be honest with you, I've said many times, it was a miracle that they got that game working on the old gen consoles. And that they got them working on those consoles enabled so many more people to play it, sell so many more copies. Whatever they had to strip away, as sad as it is, you know, it's understandable from a business perspective and uh, an accessibility perspective. Because they came so late at the end of the console generation that everyone had those consoles. Speaking of GTA 6, I hope it is not released for last gen 2 because so much mechanics and vegetation will be cut off by the weakest link of the consoles. Let's see how beautiful Vice City is going to look. For more in-depth insights and updates and discussions on the gaming and tech universe, join me on this exciting journey. Follow me, Nick Tech Official, and become a part of the evolving gaming community. And so this is a very, very low quality image of a part of GTA 5, but you can see so many trees of different colors and palm trees and all this stuff in the middle here. And this is what it looked like in the late version of GTA 5. Like, it's just grass. When you see this comparison, you're like, holy shit, so much grass was originally meant to be vegetation and trees and shit. Here as well, these cool looking trees with excellent detail, gone. All simple, same trees. With that being said though, one of the things that eats so much processing power on the current version of the game is all the fo uh, foliage and grass and trees and stuff. You get out into the sticks and your FPS just drops in half. If they kept all this stuff, yeah, it would have looked a lot better. And especially as a toggleable option, that would have been cool. But very few people I think could have played <laughs> with this stuff visible anyway, given how the grass and the foliage and the trees and stuff were processed. Still would have been nice to have though. I can identify good editors. So I got contacted by this person, or at least they were supposedly this person, named Jolums. Hey man, hope you're well. Thought I'd just DM to see if you're still looking for people to work on either the Rambles channel or the Extra channel. This is my YouTube in case, and if you do like what you see, you can see what I'd be most best at. I responded, Hey mate, I know of that channel. Given that Social Blade shows that have popped off recently, gotta say I would doubt you are the owner, huh? Although you follow me on Twitter, so I guess it's possible. Admittedly, I have never had a person just claim to be the owner of a channel they didn't own, so I guess my question is just why would you want to work with me given you seem to be doing well? And uh, I never got a response. Um, but I was curious because they did follow me on Twitter, and so uh, I reached out to him. I said, hey, is this you? Uh, hey mate, did you DM me on Discord a while back? And he says, oh, yo, I did. Edited two Noita videos for you a couple of years ago now. I think back in 2021. And I'm like, what? That is not at all what I was talking about. What do you mean you edited videos for me years ago? To be clear, and so I looked it up. And yeah, a few years ago, back in 2021, this dude, Jolems, edited two Noita videos for me. In fact, I liked his editing so much. Well, at least I, I thought it was good that I mentioned him in a Rambles episode when I was talking about my difficulties of finding new creators. Reflecting on my experience with editors. Oh, by the way, uh, next Noita video will be the last. 
sure most of you do not care. I had one dude uh, editing them. Basically, like, I think I had like five or six different people who edited the videos. Like, I, I gave them each one, and they all sucked. Um, like, three of them I was able to complete myself. Uh, to a degree that I was able to um, release them, but I felt bad putting their names on them because they just were not good. Uh, as in, like, I had to carry the entire thing. Uh, but there was one dude, uh, Joel, uh, Jonas, uh, who actually produced good stuff. His editing had a um, different style to it than my own, and I, it seemed pretty good. But he's uh, got himself a, uh, another job or something, so he, he's not going to... Uh, do any more episodes. So basically, he made a couple of episodes for me. It's like, you know, I, I gotta move on to other stuff. And as I go on to say in the video, like, these videos didn't make all that much money. I I, I just gave, I, I believe I gave him every cent that the video is made, rather than the normal split that I do with most editors, because they just, the noise videos weren't that popular. And so that's what he's talking about here in the DMs. So, as it turns out, that guy who DM'd me was an imposter. It wasn't really this guy. But just coincidentally, we had a history previously where he edited for me. <laughs> and so it's it's a good thing he didn't keep editing for me, I guess. I, like, I don't know what happened with um whatever job he got, but his channel's popped off. He's got 155k subscribers now, and each of his videos is getting millions of views. So what I'm saying is, I can identify good editors, chat. I can. I told you he had an interesting style. When I reached out to him, I was like, I mean, while I'm here, uh, maybe I can get him to play a game of GTA Guesser with me. But, um... Especially because he recently platinums GTA 5. I believe it's the PlayStation 5 thing for getting all the achievements or what have you. So I will get around to that, and we might end up playing some GTA guests as well, which will be good. But it's just a funny story. Small world, you know. So screw that imposter for pretending to be him, but at the same time, uh, cool that he's done well and uh, that we got to have that little story. Dre rig everything and dbrand accuses Casetify of copyright theft. So you may have heard this story recently where dbrands a company that makes skins for various different electronics is accusing Casetify, another company that makes cases for electronic products. Cases, skins, they mean basically the same thing, right? But dbrand is accusing Casetify of stealing their product designs. Casetify stole our products, now we're suing them. Here's how we found out. Well, I'm not gonna read all this. I recommend watching the video by Jay Rig Everything, um, where he goes through comparing the designs on the Casetify store with their designs that they have on their products and Casetify not realizing that dbrand and Jerry, uh, they put easter eggs in their designs that only make sense to their audience. So Casetify doesn't understand enough to remove those things from the designs. So it's fairly obvious when you compare, see like glass is glass and glass breaks, and there's the copy of it on Casetify here. And so subscribe, uh, you know, and they change it to this. Um, this number means something for, for dbrand, it doesn't mean anything for Casetify. An Illuminati eye and da da da. It's, and and this, it goes on and on and on. Like, normally you want to hold off and say innocent until proven guilty, but the evidence is pretty plain. The reason why I'm talking about this is because I've had two different sponsorships with Casetify over the years. Not recently. I think the last one was probably like a year ago or something. Obviously, this was not known about at that point, and now knowing about this, I will not associate with Casetify again. This is absurd. Obviously, Casetify being a billion dollar company could have, if they wanted to, go to the effort to make these designs themselves. The designs that they stole mock up internals for the devices. Like you buy an iPhone, you want the outside to look like the inside. You can get a, a case or a skin for that. Obviously, Casetify could have done all this work themselves, but because they didn't, they took the easier route to steal something. They're now being bitten. And so dbrand is suing Casetify, which will obviously take quite a long time. There have been other rumors that this isn't the first time they've done this, that other people have also had these things happen, but 
haven't had the the presence, the business, uh, the the legal, the money for lawyers to fight this stuff in court. And so now it's all coming out now. And so I suspect in the coming months, we'll see more from this lawsuit. That's the only thing I have to say on it. I will not buy their products and I will not advertise them anymore. Yeah, this sucks. Should the Reddit recap be moved to the Rambles channel? So some of you may have noticed that on the main channel, I've been uh, a bit lax and uh, the Reddit recap has been slow to come out. There's September and we're currently in November. As much as I like like celebrating fan submissions and, and memes of my work and stuff, it's always like a the least important thing, you know? It doesn't do it particularly well on the channel. And uh, I am doing less these days, so less super fun, interesting memes comes out of it, you know? I've been thinking that I might move the Reddit recap to my Rambles channel. And I'm curious how many of you think this would be a good idea. Does it really fit the Rambles channel? It's more side content than the main channel. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't, the Reddit recap doesn't really fit like the vibe of all the rest of the content I do on my main channel. It is 100% the odd one out. But even like the this art contest video or like the YouTube thumbnail challenge, like, like these don't really fit the channel. Rambles fans have a distinct disconnect from the meme lore of your streams. That is another consideration, yeah. Because I hear from people that they just watch the rambles. And as the rambles become their own distinct thing, that is more so going to be the case. Although, like, because so much of what I do with my life is my main channel, necessarily I speak about my main channel on my rambles channel quite a bit. Yeah, this is why the extras channel needed to exist. But the algorithm just will not give that channel <laughs> anything. I mean, talking about it with you guys, I guess I will uh, keep it on the ma main channel then. We shall see. My stream alerts got an update. So I'm not sure how long they're going to be around because I want to get myself some animated alerts, but I've changed my alerts for my streams. This is our uh, bits, cute little woofle in a box of bits. This is donations, doggo with money in mouth surrounded by bills. Uh, this is gifted subs and membership memberships, doggo come out of a box. This is raid, so FIB with a riot shield. This is just subs, so all the different crowns surrounded surrounding woofle. Uh, this is our tier two sub on Twitch. Got himself a little king coat and uh, tier three sub on Twitch, which has a little scepter now. So that's all of them. The old ones were, I guess, grown up dogs. You would have seen them throughout my videos and stuff. Um, they didn't fit the exact kind of cute little vibe of the normal woofles. So uh, they were changed. Uh, a good change, long overdue. We'll see how long I keep them. The first week results are in from running ads on Twitch. I talked before about how I was going to run ads on my Twitch channel now. And so it's telling me on November 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 23, and 25, the days that I streamed, I averaged playing five minutes of ads per hour. Considering I only said to play three minutes of ads, that's kind of surprising to me. Maybe it counts a pre-roll ad or something, I'm not sure. And it's telling me that prior to running ads, I would get something like 20 bucks in ad revenue. Now I'm getting, well, I got 80 bucks, $144, 80 bucks, $120. And that's the only data I have, I guess. So I guess I'm getting four to seven times the ad revenue. Is it worth serving people ads for that though? I mean, a hundred bucks a day is nothing to scoff at, right? As I say, I'm gonna run out the month, experiment with it. But I was talking to my Twitch partner rep yesterday and she asked me like, why don't you run ads? And the answer I gave was that the increases to revenue that I saw in previous experiments was not worth the disruption to the stream for the viewers. In that having viewers that are happy and watch more frequently is more important than the money. Especially because 
streaming is not my main source of revenue. But we'll see what happens. As I say, I'll continue the month. I got a new door. So I got a new door today. Finally, after wanting one for a long time. Looks like this. I considered not showing it. Because like it's my door after all. But I said, ah, screw it. I like it. Looks cool. I was very hesitant with it originally. I was like, oh, I don't know about this. But it looked, turned out pretty good. It replaced my previous door, which was half the size. And there was like glass panels on the side. The reason I wanted a new door is A, because the old door looked bad. But B, because I wanted to block out all possible light. Down here, you can see there's like a little gap missing. That's because like the redesign didn't incorporate a tile that was removed for the previous door because this like the wall kind of came out to here before and they had to remove some tile and I don't have that bit of tile so we couldn't just put it back so I need to find some guy who can replace this tile but otherwise very happy with the door also on my phone I found out that Samsung has a thing where you just tap something and say hey remove this from the picture and it will so I removed my like remote control here that I have for my blinds and my alarm system just in case like I don't know Someone can look at that alarm system and be like, Oh, I can break into your system now, man, because I can see your stuff. Like, to press two buttons and remove it. Super good. One less thing in my quest to do all the home improvement stuff that I've always wanted. Your normal people get money and they buy themselves flashy cars. I get some money, I buy myself a sick door. <laughs> that door is hella wide? It is. It is hella wide. People are going to think I'm very fat. And they'll be right. <laughs> Could the mid-season break impact the popularity of Invincible? So as you guys likely know, I am a fan of the show Invincible on Amazon Prime Video. It's a good show. Highly recommend watching it. There has been a little bit of controversy. Invincible Season 2 will return in 2024. As in halfway through Season 2, after there was a wait of like two years, halfway through the season, they're going on break. And it's got people kind of mad. It can't be that long of a break though. Shows that do this get forgotten pretty quickly and lose all their hype. Shame. There's no way that's true in this case. I mean, people waited two years and the show was great. And as a person who spoiled themselves by looking up what happens in the rest of the show, I'm going to keep watching because cool stuff happens. The show will continue in January, I believe. So it's just a holiday break. The break is due to production problems that go all the way back to COVID. So this is not a marketing move like other shows do. Hope this info helps. Which is what I've heard elsewhere as well. But one of the worst fucking takes I heard of this was this. From Reggie Sachs. Waited three years and still didn't even finish animating the whole season. This is what happens when you dorks cry for better working conditions for animators. Holy shit. Imagine being so entitled to the to a fucking products where you're like, look, just, just fucking whip them at their fucking desk. Get that shit out the door. I don't care if they die at their fucking tables. He got community noted, of course. Invincible season two is going on mid-season break as a narrative decision, not a workplace-related one. Writer Robert Kirkman explained the decision as, I think it's kind of cool to have that pause to digest what you've just experienced. Episode four is the mid-season finale. I mean, people talk all the time about anime as not being, not being given the best conditions, but that doesn't even seem to be the case here, right? It's like that Squidward clip that I used all the time in my React series. Nobody gives a care about the fate of labor as long as they can get their instant gratification. <laughs> Everyone's like, look, workers should be treated well and paid well. What's this? Even mild inconvenience because those two things exist? Fuck the worker. Answering your most interesting questions. What did you mean when you said that you didn't go on to study philosophy because you thought it had no future? For those who don't know, when I was looking for what I wanted to study at university, at the time I had an interest in philosophy. I always had an interest in psychology as well, but the main thing that I was watching at the time was philosophical debates. 
And, and there were discussions I was often having about morality and religion and all that jazz on YouTube. And one of the things that stopped me from pursuing a degree in philosophy of any sort was because there wasn't much job opportunities for a philosophy degree. I remember one of the speakers in one of the debates specifically saying like that he and the other person were lucky where one of the few people who can actually use their philosophy degree because they were both teachers of philosophy. <laughs> But psychology, being born of philosophy in that there was a desire to test some of the claims and questions of philosophers. And that started the pursuit of psychology, you know, applying science to some of these uh, more philosophical questions that were at one point believed unanswerable. That similarity there and that a psych degree has a lot more job prospects made psychology seemingly the better thing for me to pursue even though I didn't end up going into a, a related field, obviously. I, I do like psychology. One of the things that I, I wondered about for my entire life was why people believe as they do, why people act the way that they do, and why people differ in many respects. Even people who grow up next door to each other can be different in every conceivable way. And and that's an interesting thing about humans and and, and society and, and all that jazz. And it's a, it's a very fascinating topic to, to read up on. A depressing topic sometimes. But uh, an interesting topic. Your dad has a psychology degree and he works in IT. I'm not going to give a number to it because it probably differs from country to country. But a significant amount of people get out of higher education and go into fields that have nothing to do with what they studied in higher education. Because having that piece of paper represents to an employer in any avenue that you can, you've had your shit together for at least four years. Or three years or whatever it is depending upon your country. And that means something. The paper has value irrespective of what you did, <laughs> really. If you really got a job using your sick degree, would you want to become a therapist or something else? I always thought I would end up in the public sector in, in some community service capacity, helping families or, or you know, potentially in, on, along that avenue. I was much more interested in the topic in general, and I found the sorts of jobs I could have nice, as opposed to having a specific job that I was aiming for after my studies. Have you considered moving out of Australia to live somewhere else? And if not, but you'd have to move, what place would it be? As I've said before, moving out of Australia would require a lot of hurdles to be jumped through. And so the benefits would have to be significant and such benefits have not been presented to me. So I have not seriously considered moving out of Australia. I don't even have a passport. I've never been out of Australia. Australia is by every metric, one of the best countries in the world to live in. Wherever I would move would, uh, it's hard to imagine what could be there outside of particular individuals or a particular job opportunity that would cause me to move. If I had to move, I would just move to somewhere as similar to Australia as possible. So I guess I would pick, you know, some place in Europe, you know, the UK or some of the states in America. Uh, obviously, American states varying wildly uh, on their culture and, uh, and, and prosperity and whatnot. I have no particular country in the world that I'm in love with. Like, I got to see this country before I die. I, no. Yeah, Canada, New, New Zealand would probably be the next step, actually. Yeah, because I could even go to New Zealand without a passport, I think, at this point. Since you spend most of your time indoors and in the dark room, how much does it affect your sleep-wake cycle? I've always had sleep issues for as far back as I can remember, but to what degree they were issues born of some underlying health condition versus just being some layabout kid, I can't tell you. Because obviously I would go to bed at like 4am fairly frequently playing video games and stuff. I would work nights on weekends and stuff. I, I had a fairly weird sleeping schedule to begin with, like I'd be waking up in the afternoon all the time. But I would go out in the sun all the time, and, and uh, when I was younger, I would play sport all the time and, you know, all that jazz. It's only within recent years that I've more so been sequestered specifically in this room all the time, but I do go outside, obviously. 
but obviously I've been a person who sits at his PC and, and does stuff on the internet all the time for a very long time. And as I say, I don't know what sort of person I would be mentally or health-wise had I lived a different life. I simply can't say. Do I get regular health checkups? Yes, all the time. And in large part because I have Hashimoto's disease. Something that you need to keep abreast of in, in case that you need to have a higher dosage of whatever the hell this stuff is called. Levoxine. So I won't go a year without having a blood test or two. And obviously in my attempts to assess why I'm having energy issues, I've had many, many blood tests. I remember when I was a kid, I used to hate blood tests. And even now, I don't particularly like them, but it's like you just get used to them. Stop! Now that I have your attention, hit the like and subscribe button. Thank you. I wish you all the best.